Welcome to another episode of Ships Ahoy. I'm Christina. I'm Jill. And today we are going to be talking about Jill. So these are our buried treasure ships that we went into these. This is a show and a movie that we're going to be focusing on. Um, but it's essentially, you know, we enjoy these properties for what they were in the, you know, the promo and whatnot, or the concept sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, there's a ship. A ship appears. And, and it's you're wonderful. Just like, oh. This is so much better. And it just makes it 10,000 yes. times better. Yeah. We'll be talking about Free Guy yes. and Loki today with honorable mention to my favorite <laughs> ship out there ever, Raylo, which is Is Ray it even technically Raylo? I mean, I guess the oh, I, I always think of Raylo being Kylo, I know. but okay. Ben Solo kind of works. Not to too. get into like the whole <laughs> we'll get into specifics as to what this is, but yeah, yeah I do ship Ray and Ben Solo together. This is not what this episode <laughs> is about, but Jill knows my obsession yes. for it, and I think it like not to spoil things, but I do think it appears slightly when we're talking about Loki. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that yes. um, to follow up with my toxic traits, toxic tropes kind of obsession yes. apparently. Yes. Um, but okay, well, why don't we just jump into it then? Start with Free Guy, hey? We'll start with Free Guy, just because yeah. that's pretty fresh in our brains. And yeah. also, if you haven't watched Free Guy, and you didn't know there was a ship in there... <laughs> sorry. Spoilers, Maybe sorry. Maybe not sorry. Maybe you're welcome, sorry, and now you're going to watch it. Yeah, like, I think you should, I think people should movie. watch it. It's actually really great. Yeah. It's on Disney+. Plus. This is not... We're not being sponsored by Disney+. Plus for this, <laughs> but, you know. That's true. Like, everything... <laughs> Please sponsor us. <laughs> Give us a free membership for life. <laughs> We can promote for you. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, they all are on Disney, what we've talked about so far. All right, well, why don't we just start with uh, our meet cute? Like, how did you get to know Free Guy? Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. So, Free Guy is a funny one because this is a movie, yeah, I think it was a pandemic delay, but it came out in the summer of 2021, starring, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer, and then as well, Joe Keery. Um, The relevant ship in this story is between (laughs) Joe Keery's character, who's Keys, and then Jodie Comer's character, who is Millie, Mm -hmm. and technically Molotov Girl in the in the game. Fantastic. But also there's a ship between like Ryan Reynolds yes, and but like we don't need and we don't need to as as you probably know from this podcast, we don't need to get into the details of what this movie's about, what Free mm-hmm. Guy's about. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. You can mm-hmm. find lots of movie review podcasts that talk about mm-hmm. Free Guy as a whole and maybe they mention the ship in there. Potentially. Maybe, well, maybe but not, not enough. This is why we're here. Yes. This is why we're here, yes, guys. Because that's our focus. <laughs> we like the movie in and of itself. It's a really fun time. Mm-hmm. But the ship was so good. Yeah. So and good. It, and it kinda doesn't like show up until later. It's later in the, the movie. Film. Yeah. So that's what makes it so special. Hence why it falls into the buried treasure like, of it it's all. It's like hidden treasure that you yeah. kinda gotta like sit through the movie to like look for, but like yeah. totally worth it though. Totally worth it. And again, the rest of the movie is also fantastic, yes. so highly recommend. Yeah. But sorry, I didn't want yeah. to interrupt your meet cute. Yeah, so my, my meet cute was essentially I saw this movie again. I think I saw this before you, which is almost always the case. It's, it's always the case. I watch a bit more than Christina I'm a wanderer in, in many ways. Yeah. So it, it usually is the case. But I saw this right around when it came out. Had, had a great time. It was a blast. Right. And partway through the movie, realized that the real world character, so Keys, which is Joe Keery's actor, or the guy, mm-hmm. and then Millie, who's the real world version of Molotov Girl, right. they you find out that they have a bit of history. They developed a game together that got the IP got stolen by Taika Waititi's character of Antoine. And I mean, then, bad Antoine. But yeah, bad, but Taika. Taika. <laughs> but, and with that, you start to, in little, you know, little news segments, not flashbacks, but like a news segment from a few years prior, you see that they were asked about, are they more than friends? And they, right. you know, which never happens it. in real life. Yes, like we can't get over how bad that is. That question not a good interviewer tactic. Yeah. I used to do interviews and I'm just, 
appalled by the, <laughs> the audacity of that woman. Don't, but don't do that, guys. Whatever. But with that, you start. It starts becoming unveiled that they've got they've got history. He is interested in her, and then what? Well, this is really a late bloomer, actually. When I think about it, it's really only right right near the end of the mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. when they they've defeated the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they are you know enjoying their brand new game. Right. They're working together again. They're on good terms. Yeah. Keys and Millie, and you see Guy, which is Ryan Reynolds you know, AI character who's mm-hmm. basically looks like Ryan Reynolds in a blue shirt. It is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it in is. A blue, it's blue not blue like shirt. a robot. Get in it looks like him. He's in the game. He's a source of artificial intelligence. And Millie had been kind of falling for him, but right. it gets revealed that, you know, the programming that was that created this lovelorn or character that guys modeled after was obviously created by Keys and it was modeled after his love for Millie mm-hmm. and that gets unveiled to her in this kind of denouement of the movie and it's, it just it's leads beautiful. to a it's, it's really, really lovely it's yeah. a great speech from Guy mm-hmm. he's pretending to be it's her it's a beautiful breakup like, yeah it's, it's a so lovely breakup <laughs> and and then from there you you have they have a moment right you know right at the end which we can get into yeah. and it solidifies the ship essentially yeah, exactly but I cannot emphasize enough that I, I, I don't even think I knew Joe Keery was in this mm-hmm. movie at all and then be that there was going to be a ship that was going to be so beautifully realized mm-hmm. and oh, it's small but it's mighty yeah. well i think well that's that's what this podcast is for right yeah is that this like i think for you guys like epitomizes what we stand for as yeah. a podcast where it's like those small moments that you kind of get and then you can celebrate afterwards yes. like the best yes the best for old souls like us but and shippers that was yeah that was my intro is that yeah. I wanted to see Free Guy because I wanted to see the Ryan Reynolds movie it was summer it sounded fun yeah and then there was a ship and I feel like I told you I was like so yeah you should watch so that's, this that's how I kind of got to see yeah. yeah that's how I got to this film like yeah. watching this film is that like Jill was like oh you have to see this like not to spoil it but yeah. there's a ship and I was like <laughs> honestly I wouldn't have watched it yeah without knowing that because mm-hmm. like I mean I was like it looks very video game-esque and I'm like yeah. I'm not really into that stuff Fair. so I was like yeah no I'm, I'm good passing on it but like Jill's like no like we will go to the theater we will watch we it will and I was this. like alright we'll do this so great it was yeah. so great and like like to give Jill credit she didn't really spoil anything for me like I knew there was a ship but like again did that I even was... tell you who the ship was? yes you did you said oh, Joe Keery was in it. it and I was like I yeah. love Joe Keery from like Stranger Things <laughs> so we're gonna go with it Yeah. Um, but like I think it's still that it's still climaxed for me like it wasn't just yeah. like oh yay they're together spoiled, or whatever. Yeah. no but it was like just so well crafted and just mm-hmm. so sneaky the way they yes. did it or it was just like such a treat to kind of watch it unfold in like the last literally five minutes of the film <laughs> yeah. like R.I.P. Joe Curie's character he was waiting for the entire film yes. for her to like see her and for years her for years technically yeah. and then now here we have it but um mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's our me cute of it. But do you wanna, Jill? So do you wanna go more into detail? Yeah, then as to- it's we were saying this this part about free guys probably not gonna be very long because it's only one movie it's, and it's very short. And like, it's their yeah. moment, their parts are short, but it it it's doesn't even though. doesn't overpower the film mm. by any stretch. But it is it elevates it. It's this, yeah. the subplot is one that I'm immensely interested mm. in, mm-hmm. and it's. it's uh, Oh, yeah, so you're cute. right. I think it does. It like kind of elevates in the sense that like when you rewatch it, which yeah. we have done after that, yeah, like you start to see that like guy is in a way kind of a surrogate for Joe Curry. Yeah, for, for Keys, Keys. Yeah, I mean he's AI, so he's developed kind of his own sentient being mm-hmm. and his own feelings. But like in the end, he says like you know I'm just a love letter to you. Like yes. someone out there created me for you. And mm-hmm. I think like rewatching kind of through that frame or through that like mindset yeah. where you're like guy was made for to love yeah that was right? his whole character trait Millie, Millie. Like, that's yeah. really beautiful and yeah. I think like it, oh. he kind of says what like 
Keys could never say yes. in real life. Yeah. But also, Keys does say it in real life, and this is the part where yes. it's like, R.I.P. him. Oh, he, poor like, boy. Yeah, because he sends that video to Millie yes. halfway through to be like, we did it. Like, you know, we, we made the game. Like, yeah. the code's in the game right now. We gotta find it. Yeah, this like, is our evidence. Guy yeah. is, like, the first sentient AI being that we've created. And, like, I modeled him to be, like, this love-loring character yeah. where, like, he would never, ever get the girl of his dreams. Yes. And, like, the girl of, of his dreams was, like, you, because I was modeling after you. And the it girl wasn't I spent very, time yeah, with. The girl yeah. I spent time working with. Um, and literally later in the video is where he, like, fully confesses his love for her. Yes. But she never, she like, paused she paused the video. The video because she's like, oh, I excited, gotta save yeah. Guy now and I gotta do all these things. And, like, poor Keys, who, like, Just been waiting. poured his heart out into this video, doesn't know if Millie ever fully saw it or not. She it up. Right. She right. So she's it. just, like, silent about it. Yeah. They end up working together in the end, too. Yes. She never references it, so he's probably just like, eh. Yeah, I guess she I shot feel. my shot. Yeah. <laughs> she did <laughs> not boy. reciprocate. Poor boy. The end. Poor boy. Honestly, yeah. poor boy. But she, it does happen. Like, um, the ending scene is just so powerful where they're, like, yeah. looking at each other. Oh. Although I must say that, like, the stupid... <laughs> I, okay, this is just the one thing that bugs me about this scene is like how yeah. they rec- like they have the sound effect of the cars whizzing by, like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. and I was like, they could very well get hit by a car in this scene, and like, I would put were it. Were you not watching? Because I, yeah, I was that. covering my eyes in the theater. I was like, they're gonna get hit by a car. This is not like in like the video game world where a guy can get hit by a car, which he did a couple times, and like over. he was fine. Like this is literally the real world, and I was like, they're gonna yeah. die. Like they're literally, and I would not put it beneath like the writers of this movie to kill them like in the last minute. <laughs> Make it like a final like laugh. Oh right? yeah, they might do that as a gag. Yeah, yeah which would be horrifying. <laughs> I was so, so scared. Sad. They should not have recorded like the cars whizzing by. They should have just shown them looking at each other. Yeah, just the music. With just playing. like the cars turning. Like, I don't care about the cars, but yeah. like it was just unsafe. People don't run out to each other in the middle of like <laughs> middle a busy intersection. One okay? of them cross the street. Yeah. Meet on. I know cross we need to meet street. in the middle. But... Or heck, wait for like find one of the intersections <laughs> and meet there. Okay, like there are many ways to do this. <laughs> don't be unsafe. Dangerous side. Dangerous. Though, side. This moment is so adorable because it's set up that they're working with I think his name's Mouser. It was mm, it was Mouser, Key's yeah. former coworker mm-hmm. at Tsunami. And they're basically in either Keys or Millie's apartment right. at the end. They're getting, you know, free free life all set right, up. The right, games right. they're getting all started. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh we're doubling doubling our users or active users or whatever. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm, I don't know video mm-hmm. games. I don't know. But we aren't gamers here. There's this we're mo- shippers. Exactly. <laughs> Please leave us alone. <laughs> There's this moment where Mouser is like silently communicating to Keys. He's like, "Go get her!" Like right. he's, that's the gesture oh, he's so that he's cute. doing. Yeah. It's, I love the supportive yeah. friend in he's those like, moments. Go do it. Yeah, like shoot your shot for real. Yeah. She's right there. Which she did technically. He, in that he video. already tried. Yeah. But in this moment, he's like, "Oh, Millie, do you want to go grab a coffee?" And she's like, "Actually, I'm gonna go into the game again." So <laughs> she kisses and puts her over ear headphones on and starts hanging out with the with fake guy. world. Yeah, with Guy. And then you know, Keys is like, "Oh shoot!" And then he's about to leave, and he, she's like, "Oh, I want this coffee," and he's like, "I already know." Like, yeah. Oh, it's so lovely. I I'm the, well aware. The attention he pays to her. Yes, attention to detail is adorable. The the movie is just like yeah. really great. Mm-hmm. There's this, like you know that part where he like comes and finds her and is like, "We did it!" Like guys, uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah. And she's like just in distress because she because was like, she "I literally just kissed, kissed an AI. AI. I'm freaking out." Yeah, and he's like, "It's is, okay." The moment's so funny. He's really supportive. He's really yeah. just like adorable in yeah. that moment. And with with that that last part, you think, "Oh, that might be it." Like that's unfortunate. So she yeah. goes in. She talks to guy. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds and it becomes a like a bit of a speech she's like I don't know what to say mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds is like I'll do it for you yeah. and he goes he's a like, very acrimonious breakup oh, it's beautiful mm-hmm. and nice word thank you <laughs> but he goes through this whole like love letter and he explains the fact that he you know it might just be I love you Millie that might just be my code talking yeah. but you know someone wrote that code mm-hmm. and then there's this moment where also you can't you know live in this world forever mm-hmm. you created it but you need to be in the real world mm-hmm. not this 
virtual reality yeah. and and then really has this realization on screen mm. as Molotov girl yeah. as her character right her um what is that called the skin or avatar, the avatar yeah. yeah and then again not gamers here yes <laughs> and then it transitions which i remember you commented on it transitions into her oh i love, at the computer I love how screen. she gasps like her avatar gasps yes. and then it just like transitions to her like also like realizing it yes. in like real life and i mm-hmm. thought that was like was well really done. beautiful where she was like oh yeah and then just somehow i guess her brain just went to oh let's watch this let's, the rest of, let's watch the rest of this video by maybe, keys and maybe because she talked about code and he's like someone maybe. wrote that code okay, or whatever true. keys was talking about free guy yeah and and guy's code so but yeah she pulls up the video file you see her How whizzing convenient. around also if she just like stuck around and watched like another two minutes of that, of video, that video before originally. she like, ran off into the imaginary world this would have solved all the but problems but it drew out the tension in an effective way because they it's resolved true. it it's true it's which true. is not always what happens yeah as unrealistic as like some parts of this movie is yeah. I, do th- I do think it is believable that she didn't finish that video yeah because you got just first. excited about well, what she was, she was like, proposing I gotta go deal with all this stuff yeah, yeah. I gotta so, like, solve this I, I yeah. get it I get it she had bigger things bigger fish to fry than like you know watching the rest of that video but yeah. It was yeah that was that moment is so good because she realizes and then she's running out of the room and Mouser's like finally which oh. is always a great and trope. it's kind of like us me and yes. Jason <laughs> yes. like yes yes go get finally him. go and and then from here it's like perfect because they're he's outside the, she must have re- really run because he walked to the cafe she, she didn't even look sweaty she though, booked good it her. good for her and she she sees him across the street busy cars that freak out Christina I was literally freaking out <laughs> in that scene I was like that ah, they're gonna die <laughs> stop. No, <laughs> but with with keys right outside the door, she calls. He's like keys, and he looks, and he and he basically kind of mouths slash mm-hmm. barely mumbles like like what are you yeah. like what's going on basically, yeah. and then no more words are exchanged. Yeah. It's just just through their face acting, mm-hmm. and it's so well done, so that well he done. realizes that she she realizes yeah. basically like, he figures it out that she has no maybe he doesn't immediately think oh she watched the video but mm-hmm. maybe he just put it. He saw, he knows in that moment that she put it together. He's smart. He's a smart yeah. boy. And then he does this little like look of amazement to the left, and it's just so adorable. Oh, and then they so run to cute. and they kiss in the middle of the street, and then it cuts the black. Well, like, they don't actually kiss. We they don't basically, see them kiss. I think you, it, they cuts the rainbow. Like yeah, which Before I will, they get hit by a car. I will honestly, say, that moment is often when I write a kiss scene. I usually actually cut it there. What? That's so cruel. Of I you. usually How like, cruel? Well, I usually say and then they kiss and then the chapter ends. What? That's usually because it's you've done the build up. Okay, fine. So whatever. it works. You don't want that awkward like moment. You don't need words. to be all descriptive. You don't need to get. It's the build up that is more exciting to me as a writer. This, yeah, this, but this whole is. I would probably write it like this way. Build up of like yes. the, just the tension. Oh, they're oh, great. And I and I really and again, this is actually kind of similar to um, similar to other ships that I've enjoyed mm-hmm. where. You, you you sympathize a lot with Keys because he's the, you can see that he thinks she's amazing right. and she also thinks he's amazing and he doesn't give himself enough sure, credit for throughout it throughout the film she's yeah. always like you're a genius you just you, don't you, recognize yeah that. you like, just never acknowledge it yourself for it's yourself just so, yeah and it's so funny it's great and it, it gives like just watching the film just gives me the impression that like she knows that he's great but she's yes. never like had those not feelings. the romantic side right of it, right yeah. I, maybe she was waiting for him to make a move like I don't know what it I was I don't know with him I don't because, think like, she knew she obviously like she dated other guys because she was like oh the one time it's a non toxic guy in a very long time he happens to be like fake he's not even real so like which indicates to me that she was regularly like meeting other guys and going out with them while he was like in the background coding coding wait because he says that in that interview he's like i like code better than words well the character he created lovelorn was that he would never meet the girl of his dreams because she was always like somewhere else unavailable right so until he met her in the game and became like that set him free essentially to become a real person it was quite cute it's a lot of this is another Jill trying to get Christina to read fanfic. I think, I, have I, I sent you the really, really good for you fanfic? Yeah. I have saved these so, as PDFs I mean, because to, they're so good. For me to go on my rat for a while, I don't read fanfics. <laughs> and maybe some listeners will agree, maybe they won't agree. <sighs> it's not like, I like to see, like, 
you know, it's kind of like why you sometimes don't watch prequels or sequels mm. to things. It's because, like, it's so beautiful as it is. Its own thing. With the way that the writers have written it that, like, I wouldn't want to accidentally read fanfic that, like, I would disagree or agree mm. with. And then that would taint my viewing of the, the thing original itself. Thing? Right. Mm. So, okay. like, I could never just because I feel like it takes away from my original feelings for the but if see, In the case of this one in particular... Again, I have it saved. I'm going to link it. It's one that I think just fully elevates it. I think I think it, it does, it, too. It does it but then very in a way well. that it makes me, like, then in that way, it makes me think negatively of the writers of the film where I'm like, oh, you could have There was no opportunity for that. It's a very introspective. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anything that enhances it automatically makes, for me, the movie worse, and then I can't look at it the same way. A, I, I think it would be. I'm very to... competitive as a person. I always try to rank things. That's so, so funny. you know, like. I was. I think you can look at it as if you like the movie, how they presented this couple in this case mm. and then you read a fanfic that gets you know a little bit further into mm. key's history um which is one of the really good ones that i've read that doesn't make you know the movie worse it makes it so that in another medium you can just get a little bit more from this True. story but i think for me where i would find kind of like this ex- branch of like imagination is like i would look for similar movies or like similar mm. books that have a very similar that's trope. hard to find man no not necessarily that's like hard. like for instance if we're talking about moon knight or something that's just like ya fiction then you would oh, just go and like okay. find something else okay. involving that mythology right so you did find a comparative right example. right that's exactly not, i'm not so that like, fortunate if i was I like to read like if i really liked sherlock for instance yeah. which i do like mm-hmm. i would find some other detective fiction novel to like supplement that gap but i would never want anything to like kind of taint huh. my viewing of the original fresh thing like, I want to huh. leave it as it is. It's beautiful as is. Maybe there are flaws with it, but I... You can correct those flaws. I don't know. I don't really feel like correcting them. I kind of just want to leave it. Ugh. And then we're going to move on and find other things. Um, like, for instance, The Hobbit. The ending of The Hobbit. Like, I, I don't know how many people have watched the ending of The I Hobbit. I have not. I know you haven't, but, like, with Achille and um, Tario, like, mm-hmm. their ending, horrible. Absolutely terrible. I think their ship could have been done so much better. But would I go and read fan fiction to fix it? No. Why not? I wouldn't. Because, like, it needs to stay the way it is. Why? Why would you want it to be unhappy? Detri- no, it's fine. Like, I can oh live God. with the reality of it as the way it is. But, like... This is killing me, guys. <laughs> reading the fan fiction would just, like, change my viewing of the entire entire ship in general so like i couldn't it would taint it it would completely taint it i have ships that i like better in fan fiction than in canon i will that's say the problem for that's me. not a bad thing to me i think that's nice i'm like they had potential in canon fan fiction really took the right. took it and ran with it and that just speaks Fine. to the creativity of the Fair. people that wrote that fan Fair. fiction but i'm like then the writers could have done it better but in but any then, case but they've had constraints like you know time constraints money those types of things you know influences from the studio that fan fiction writers don't have true i so. still like it in its own self-contained world so we're gonna okay. keep it in its little microcosm there okay but anyway i think is there anything more about free guy and no. keys and millie that we want to say I, I think i think we're good again like they're very short small glimmers There's like a couple scenes hidden treasure for sure like a literally dozen, maybe, so many even. gems in there yes um but, like, really not that much to, to really milk. I think we've pretty yeah. much hit them all. I guess the last thing I would say is the l- amount of times that I've messaged you being like, I was in a mood. I'm going to rewatch I the know. ending Jill of Free Guy. Like, <laughs> like, Keys is, like, your dream guy right there. Like, in a b- some of his features, I will say. Yeah. I, it's just so adorable. I he think really because I'm a writer, it, He's like it's adorable to have someone nerdy. that can't express himself through writing, but yeah. he does it in other ways. Yeah. I think that works. <sighs> yeah, see, but yes, the ending it gives really good vibes. <laughs> I will say, like that whole it's little such a last feel sequence. Good movie. Like yeah. it's just, it's a really great movie, guys. And the shit know. makes it better, which is always yeah. our argument. Yeah, it yeah. enhances it. It's like yeah. a little spice on top. Okay, so with which each ship, as we kind of talk about it, we we classify it as okay. What type of you know 
what type of ship is this? Mm. And we try to describe it in nautical terms, and we are not we are not sailors or whatever. Not, yeah, we are absolutely <laughs> not equipped for like this at all. No, but it all. just fit with the theme of the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So we wanted to just try to you know shoehorn it in, and mm-hmm. that's, we're just running with it. Yeah, we're so. just gonna go with it. Who wants to go first? You can go first, Jill. You're God. the you're the writer here. So not this, me. so I I actually probably would. We said this is like a hidden gem. I would I would kind of describe this as a a ship that looks one way like it's mm. got it's, it's this is a very made up ship i will say but it's something yeah. that's got what an a exterior... funky ship we're talking about oh, here. Very does funky. it sail i don't know oh, who knows <laughs> i don't know enough about buoyancy <laughs> but this is a ship where it's got one look to i mean the trojan trojan horse of it all kind of does mm-hmm. apply but it's i'm envisioning a ship where it looks completely different maybe fairly unassuming yeah. or just you know reliable steady you want to you, you're gonna get on it sounds mm-hmm. great and then over time the exterior just falls away and it unveils and like it's beautiful yeah and you unveil this like glorious shining vessel mm-hmm. and you think oh my god like i was already enjoying this ride but mm-hmm. now this is infinitely better that's mm-hmm. kind of what i vis- view this as it's kind of like a bit of a bait and switch but in the best possible mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. yeah for me it's kind of like that uh harry you have, have you seen yeah. harry potter okay. yeah you know like in number four like the durmstrang or whatever they're called crumb like his ship yeah how it just like erupts out of nowhere yes. and it's like and it just like it's just beautiful and glorious and just dripping with water and you're like where'd you come from like what like i wasn't so what really the heck? this was way just, better this example. was still water before but now it's like yeah. this explosion of a ship yeah it's kind of like that, I like that. same for the i would say we'll go for loki too i think yeah, and we'll get into it one. but like yeah. definitely these are the ships that just kind of like come out of nowhere like you're blindsided yeah by it, and it's wonderful it's in your blind spot basically it's in your yeah, blind spot that's you turn good. over and bam there it is it's beautiful um, and it like completely takes you over. Anyways, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's I think that's that's free guy. I don't mm-hmm, I mentioned free. yeah, came out twenty twenty one. Now we can transition into another summer twenty twenty one entry. This was Funny not planned. Enough, this was not planned, yeah, guys. This is really not. We don't, we don't plan these things. We just group them by theme. Yeah. But the next one is Loki, which is uh, it's season one of Loki because so, season two so good it's coming out in twenty twenty three. But season one aired in June July of yeah June July yeah. of twenty twenty one on Disney Plus. Yeah. Again, we're not sponsored. Yeah, we're not sponsored. Also, we don't just like talk about Marvel all the time. Yeah, it just so happens like, that's this is what we consume right now. Yeah, that's kind of our main focus at the mm-hmm. moment. But there's other, including that's why we wanted to. Well, Marvel's just guy. been pumping out so many it's shows. True. Like, a lot more options. I'm sorry. Other streaming services, yeah, other production <laughs> companies, go make more things. With you know? ships in there. Yeah, please. Come on. Well, we'd enjoy We're it. running on fumes here for all the other companies. <laughs> but yeah, with, with Loki season one, we'll be focusing on the relationship between Loki and Sylvie. Oh, so why don't you so, start with your meet cute then? So great. Well, I mean, like, so, I mean, again, my meet cute does involve Jill. I feel like all of my meet cute. <laughs> Almost all of them. Except for the Eternals one. I think all of my meet cutes involve yes. some influence from Jill. Yeah. But, um, so Loki, first of all, can I just say, like, Tom Hiddleston? Amazing. Like, Babe. I would watch anything yep. with Tom Hiddleston yes. in it. He like, also cares about this role so much yeah, that and it's really adorable. Loki in general, like, his character's just so charismatic yeah. and just mm-hmm. so fun to watch that, like, yeah, I knew when the trailer it. came out, I was like, I'm going to watch Loki. So you did the know one impediment. The yeah, the one impediment that was stopping me was I didn't have Disney+, mm. Plus, and I didn't feel kind of, like, incentivized to get to... Disney+. Plus, yeah. Because right? I was like, I'm not just going to get it for a month just to watch one Loki. One show. Yeah. Um, but, like, I know throughout that summer, like, you know, my roommate was telling me she was watching it as it came out. And she was like, "You, if you like romantic subplots, you've got to yeah. watch Loki. Mm-hmm. And at first I was kind of confused because there was some news out there saying that Loki's love interest might be, a, like, a male. Because, yeah. like, he is bisexual. Yeah. Um, but, like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, there's, like, a, a male, like, love interest. Cool. I haven't yeah. heard anything about him in the trailers. But, like, whatever. And then Jill was like, you should watch it, too. And I was like, cool, I will when I get <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Yeah. At some, unfor- like, you know, unknown future. time in the future. Yeah. 
And then I finally got it. I don't know exactly how, yeah. when I got it. But then I remember was. it was like during my school year. Yeah. I was still in school at that point. And I was like kind of sick that day. And I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm just going to spend my day sitting on this couch. I yeah. be- might as well do something that's like entertaining while I'm just sitting here. Yeah. And I just like literally binged all of Loki. That's yeah, the beauty you, of waiting. Yeah, you binge waiting. these a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of waiting until everything's released is because you can watch all of it. And I think it was... I, Jill and I have some disagreements yeah. as to the finale. But like, I think it was really well written. Like, You I like think, the show more than I do. I, I really like the show. I think it was brilliantly written. I do think that it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the Marvel universe with, like, the way that it wraps up. But, like, I think it's well-written. Tom Hiddleston delivers such an amazing performance as Loki. And then, like, then we got the ship. We got Sylvie. I was... So, here's... This is why I was really confused. Because I thought Loki had, like, a male love interest. So, I was like, where's the guy? Is it Mobius? Mobius? Like, it could be Mobius. The romance between Loki and Mobius alone would have kept me watching. But then Sylvie comes in, and I was, like, done. Like, I was... I, I remember texting Jill, and I was like, yeah... This is it. Like, I yeah. am in... I don't think I've obsessed so much over a ship for a very, very long time. Ever since, like, Rey and Ben Solo. Yes. Like, in the, the new Star Wars films. Yeah. Like, which, again, I will talk about frequently throughout this podcast. It always comes up. Because it's just... It's, like, my main ship, guys. Yeah. Okay? It's, like, my That's one fair. true ship. Um, but, like... And also, they really did Ben Solo wrong. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> um, like, literally, it just... It was everything about that... The relationship between Loki and Sylvie. Kind of the angst. Like, the enemies to lovers to working together. Like, yeah. just beautiful. Anyways, that's my meet cute. We'll get more into this because yes. I have lots, lots to, talk to about. say. But I'm going to turn it over to Jill now to talk about yes. how she got into watching Loki. So, Loki was just going to be something I had always planned to watch. It was one of the... I had Disney+. Plus. I, I famously said to my parents, like, I'm getting Disney+. Plus. I'm paying for it because... I want the Marvel shows. That's right. what I want this for. If there's anything else, it's icing on the cake. But right. I will continue to have this streaming service for the Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Marvel is my big thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'd had a couple shows at this point in time. We'd had WandaVision in the winter. We'd had, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier springish, mm-hmm. And then we had a month or two off. And then we got Loki. Mm-hmm. Loki was already going to be big because he was the most well-known character that right. was getting his own show. And, like, Tom Hiddleston is huge, yes, too. Like, exactly. So everyone, like, Viewership him. was very high for Loki. And the trailer and was so good. It's a great and trailer. And the music was great. Yes. <laughs> so the funny... I'm glad you mentioned the trailer because that factors into my meet cue and why this is such an unexpected ship for mm-hmm. me is that Sylvie is not in the trailer. None. Like, there's That's a why back I was shot confused. of her. <laughs> there's a shot Who of we her. we thought was Black yes, Widow. Yes, everyone thought was Black Widow yeah. on Vormir. That's okay. what the lighting looked right. like and the haircut. Right. It kind of looked like a Black Widow Infinity War. Era. It was very confusing. But yeah, we never saw Sofia Martino's face at all. I I saw the only only inkling that I had that maybe she would matter is that she was at the London premiere. Okay. And I was Which uh, I was not following. I, I don't know. think Owen Wilson was though, which is with Mobius, which is super face? weird. Yeah. And but they are both British, so maybe that's why Tom Hiddleston okay, and maybe. Sophia were you know And Owen Wilson's very busy in general. Yeah. He's very popular. But it was I just remember thinking, like, who is like why is she there? Like right. that's strange. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't on any marketing, like she's not on the posters. Mm-hmm. She was truly hidden. This is truly hidden treasure. Completely hidden. Like, like she was like a secret. Like they tried to keep her. It makes wraps. some sense yeah. given the way that the story is laid out yeah. in the first couple episodes. Fair, true. Yeah. True. Like now that I think about it. Because he's like hunting a Loki. He's hunting a and variant. We were thinking it was like another Tom Middleston like, oh, or cool. Yeah. Whatever. And then it gets revealed. It gets revealed at the end of the first episode that, like, Mobius has this great mic drop moment. He's like, the variant that we're hunting is you. And which is well done. Which so is well timed. And then I think we cut to the Sylvie dropping, uh, dropping a lantern and, like, lighting oh, a field on fire. so clean. Um, and then end of episode two, we, we find out that Loki's been fighting in the rocks, mm-hmm. rocks on, rocks cart, um, yeah. department store, superstore. Which, type can we of just thing. take a moment to pause and just, like, just, just, 
I don't know, give some time to think about the rocks crushes opening for that when they like switch to it and there's like a turn like a hurricane and yes. like, the music that yes, comes. Yes, that moment is solid. With like the sign crashing down. Yes. So Good. I love amazing. the yeah. I don't know if maybe it's just because I was sick and I had like a fever or something and I was like, this is like the best thing ever. Yeah. But like <laughs> I love this. It was like a fever dream, but it was <laughs> amazing. amazing. It was really well. Yeah. I love that moment on Natalie Holt's soundtrack too. Yeah. Like that whole rock. Oh, the whole soundtrack twenty fifty. So good. But yeah, that that part is fantastic. Obviously I love everything about Loki. Clearly. It's rare that you like something more than me. Oh, so I this love is lovely. Loki, Usually like, we're equal or I'm a bit above yeah. on the no, exception. I, Loki's like but you're above one. me. It's like top, honestly. Yeah. It's top tier. But yeah, my, my meet you with them is that at the very end of the episode, it's revealed that, you know, this is a female variant. Yeah. And I maybe heard inkling that we get like a lady Loki mm-hmm, in the show. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't know the name Sylvie, obviously. Yeah. But I maybe heard that and I think I'd heard that's what, or guessed that mm-hmm. that what Sophia's character was going to be. Right. Um, and so then I wasn't completely shocked that it was a female character, right, I was like, like a cool, female whatever. variant. I was like, okay, cool. Great, Loki. Cool reveal. And then Loki goes after her, yeah. abandoning poor Mobius. I know. Okay, so at that point, I was rough. so heartbroken. Because yeah. again, like the, You'd been on the board with chemistry them. between like Loki and Mobius. The first two episodes. The bromance, again, would have kept me watching the show. Yeah. Like I was heartbroken when he went after Sylvie. I yeah. was like, wow, really? Rude. Like, yeah. Way to break this like amazing kind of like relationship you've got going. Yes. But, but yeah, it that, was worth it. <laughs> it was That happened. And I really distinctly remember listening to like the Empire podcast which is actually based in the UK mm. and I remember they had a listener question at the end of their Loki episode 2 mm. p- podcast mm. and the listener was said you know what are the chances that Marvel gets all kind of weird and pairs Loki with this female variant and they all kind of had a laugh about it and as the audience I think we were meant to think like oh that's weird but then episode 3 rolls around yeah. and it you have it feels inappropriate and, and it's, it did like, and uncomfortable on, without on the surface level I should say I was very uncomfortable yeah. from like the, like, the, the first the, the beginning where I was like are we sure about this? Yeah, are we supposed to? Truly, yeah. I was battling my own thing of, like, should we, my own, you know, moral compassing, like, should I be shipping this? Like, yeah. I kind of do, especially when episode three happens, oh, and gosh. it's just looking well, Sylvie uh, on the road, like, at, in Lamentus. And the then best. there's, there's really where the ship ignited for me, truly, was the, when they're on, the, they're having this conversation on the train. Right. I talk about this a do lot, but... love slow I, scenes? I love, they, like, like convo. And they can, it. like, reveal their true yes. kind of colors Angel-y. to each other. Usually involves talking about either past relationships, right. the idea of the two of them of being love. in a relationship, love in general. <laughs> that total that will I am such a sucker for that. Yeah. And if I can do that in the stories that I write, I will. Yeah. But if this is exactly what happens in this episode here, in episode three, and and at that moment I'm thinking I'm like, I'm shipping them. Yeah. Like and then Loki starts singing and he's singing like at her. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really I'm like, I'm gone. I'm a goner. And like my ship my moment goner. where the ship's looking yeah. for me came much earlier. Yeah. Because like so Jill loves like the slow yeah. kind of like moments where they take the time to sit down and yeah, like kind of talk, talk have a heart to heart. For yeah. me it's always like those split second moments where it's like life or death and then mm. they decide to like sacrifice or like yeah. almost sacrifice themselves for the other. So like you see that from like the very beginning of episode three when they're on Lamentus mm-hmm. where like Sylvia arrived. was like you idiot like we're on Lamentus one and like everything's gonna come crashing down. Yeah. And obviously Sylvie has a reason to save Loki. Loki has like the temp pad on that him so needs. like she doesn't yeah. need like she doesn't want him blown to bits or she can't find the temp <laughs> yeah. pad. But like it's the fact that Loki saves her afterwards and she was like, I don't need your help. And he's like, you're so weird. Like that was so flirty to me. Like it was yeah. very like middle schooly. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, I was like, yeah, this is actually like, this, this is, is a like ship. A ship. Yeah. And then she tries to like enchant him afterwards. Yes, in, you get really close. Oh my That's a gosh. Great shot. The, the, the shot itself already yeah. establishes the romantic tension right. between them. Cause they didn't need so to include close. that shot. Why yeah. does she have to be so, she never has to be that close to people to enchant them. We've you're seen right. it in like episode two where she just, she doesn't even have to touch them. She can have an 
avatar touch someone else yes, and transfer true. her consciousness yeah, over. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, like, she doesn't need to, like, get that close to Loki to, like, enchant him, but she does. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, mm. yeah, it's happening. Yeah. I know it's a little uncomfortable, real icky. But it's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great. And then, like, all of Lament, obviously, like, the train scene was The whole great. episode But you know what bad. really, def- what I liked more than the train mm. scene, actually, is the part after he gets, like, thrown off the train. And then, like, mm. so, and, like he breaks the temp pad. And right. Sylvia and they're was, like, walking, right? Yeah, no, well, Sylvia gets upset, and she, like, screams. And then she, like, sits down. Oh, yes, yeah. And then Loki, like, honestly, like, it's out of his character to try and like console someone because usually it's all true. about himself. That's he's very ha- true. He's very hedonistic, right? Like yeah. he was like, I just it's just for me and like my own pleasure. But like yeah. he actually goes over there knowing that she could potentially like slice his head off and yeah, sits true. down beside her and is like, did that make you feel better? Like there's just something. Yeah. I think there's something about her that he feels that like he connects with aside from the fact that she is him. <laughs> it's I think like I, I mean she's the underlying fear for clear. all Loki's is that like they're alone, like that they're always alone. Yeah. And in yep. seeing her, like I guess he felt less alone because he kind of was less alone because he was with another version of himself it's very confusing it muddies like, the waters a bit for yeah, sure but I, I love how he like takes that to like sit with her and like talk to her and come up with a new plan together right because yeah. like rather than just doing his he own would thing just do, usually he lone wolfs the stuff oh we yeah i have seen it in Thor where he was like trying to manipulate her y'all bye like I'm gonna save yeah. myself he can very clearly do that and so can Sylvie too but yeah. like they've chosen to like stick together even after the tempad is destroyed that's the thing that really gets me about episode 3 mm. is that like the tempad is destroyed. Sylvie can just kill Loki and then run off and like hijack that rocket by herself. She doesn't need Loki to That's do that. That's a good stuff point, actually. Yeah. And especially in the part where they're running afterwards to like try to get to the rocket. They don't need each other. They could yeah. have done it by themselves much easier. Mm-hmm. But like they chose to stick together. So I thought that was That's, really You're right. That makes evidence in the choice in yeah. the moment. Yeah. I can like, I they can chose each that. other instead of like yeah. going by themselves. And I was like, yes. 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 What a trope. So the thing with this ship is that you, you have a lot to say about episode three, which it is, again, it really I establishes love... it. I know there are some elements of episode three that were kind of like slow a clunky. and like a little oh. weird. Like, I don't know. It was weird that they didn't show Mobius or the TVA at all. Eh, I've always felt fine. the pacing like, was off in that episode. Loki and Sylvie, and so, that again, made me happy. That also circles back to the argument of if we're focusing an entire, um, you know, episode on mm-hmm. this pairing, mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. And that was, they had... That episode was devoid of well, side characters. So this is the thing. I think for Loki, in a way, this it no longer became a romantic subplot, and I think it becomes yes, much this more is your... clear in episode four. Yes. When like Mobius is like, you like her. I was gonna say like, this is what I wanted to talk like, about. You know, that becomes an, like a huge nexus event where they're all yeah, like, true. It like breaks their reality. Oh yeah. Owen Wilson is so funny. He's like, it's breaking my reality <laughs> right now. And I was like, yeah, basically, <laughs> that's, that, that's how we all feel right now. Oh god. But like, he's like, oh, you like her. It he literally just calls her out. Well, Lamentus, yeah. the Lamentus episode establishes that it's no longer a romantic subplot. That it actually is. It's just supposed a, to be like the main the plot main because plot. yeah, it their is bond. their bond yeah. that causes all these things to happen. Right. Like it makes the impossible possible because they've like shifted reality yeah so i i think we're cheating a little bit with loki it's not really a romantic subplot it's like a main plot but like yeah it's also not strong enough to be a main plot by itself so i I think we're okay but it comes we cheated it it comes into i think it applies to this episode of our podcast because again that was not how the show was marketed right at, at all. all. Oh. At all. <laughs> and it's crazy to me because, if anything, people have made this complaint or just observation about Loki that the show starts to switch from him being a protagonist to being more about the Loki variants. Oh, that's Including okay. Sylvie. That's okay. Which, and I honestly think she's more of the protagonist in the second it's half. That's true. If it's you true. think of the definition of, like, her actions drive the story, mm-hmm. he's more of a reactionary character. Mm-hmm. And that's unusual for him. And in 
take it or leave it. If you love Loki and you're expecting more from him, mm-hmm. I can see people's qualms with this show. Mm-hmm. But I just, I can't, I cannot be mad at a romantic subplot replacing the original premise. Yeah. I can't be mad because it's, no, it's true. It, I love that that was a I, focus. I, I see the concern and I think yeah. like one of the really defining moments for like Loki changing character is like in episode three where mm-hmm. Sylvie's like, do we trust each other right before they get to the rocket? Yeah. And Loki's like, we do and you can. And in that way, he becomes the trustworthy one, which yeah. is like very out of character for him all throughout the Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, Like actually. you could never trust a Loki. Like that's, yeah, that's well his known. hallmark is that you don't trust him even yeah. until the point of his death with Thanos. Like, he was had something he had a knife he had a little his back, scheme right? yeah, yeah like he no you're scheme. right so, but like I, yes he becomes more I guess like one dimensional in a character in the sense that like now you can kind of trust him but mm-hmm. I like that about him like I think like yeah. you can't make a show on Loki if he's literally just gonna like what, duping everybody yeah duping everyone like yeah. there would be no plot line it would be very confusing It would, in a way that would be I think could be fun yeah, still like, true I've always maintained but I think we had enough of that in episode one and two and that's the thing I've always maintained that the premise of Pompey and the D.B. Cooper of it all I I bought oh, yeah, into Loki because I thought this show was going to be expl- using Loki, the god of mischief, to explain historical anomalies. Right. And I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the trailer packaged it as. Right. And then by episode three, that is very much not the case. Right. And I'm not mad about it mm-hmm. because I'm on board with the subplot with slash the main yeah. plot. Exactly. If they had completely switched gears into a different show that I was not involving a romantic mm-hmm. subplot, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been as okay with it. Yeah, I would have been actually right. kind of upset. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is like bait and switch in a bad way. Right. No, but, but they, they, they did milk the subplot so much and, after and I was like I'm fine I and there are so many good moments like even in like episode 4 mm. I mean episode 4, 5 and 6 have good moments for oh Loki. my gosh like, now where to start where like, to even start I think in like, episode 4 honestly. that moment with that conversation that Loki has with Mobius oh my gosh, made me feel yes. so validated because I was thinking oh my god I'm not crazy I'm mm-hmm. not crazy for my romantic subplot brain, no, my shipper brain, I, to be reading into this like, too much. Like, when Mobius is like, you like her, I was like, ship confirmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like And everything that happened past that point, yes. it becomes romantically charged, because yes. you know... Yeah. You know that that's what the show wants you to think yeah. now. Like, I mean, because it's like, oh, when they stare at each other's eyes in, like, uh, the beginning of episode four, and yeah. they write, like, Oh, we didn't even talk about that part! Yeah, well, he who remains oh often, God. like, he who often, he who remains also refers back to it in, like, yes. episode six, where he was look like, the little, the lake. look by yeah. the lake, and I was like, I'm glad it stuck with everyone, even yeah. him. <laughs> like I'm glad it's okay, just let's it's, talk about that moment because oh, I forgot about it. Beautiful, absolutely. It's, the music, astounding. I, I, I it's so good it's in that so moment. I, again, like it goes back lot. to like how Loki's. I think they think what makes a Loki Loki is that they're always alone and yes. they always they're going to do him to fail. But together, and... they're like they're not alone because they yeah. have each other. And mm-hmm. I think like. That was just so powerful. Yeah. Like, it was just so beautiful. Another beautiful quiet And I moment. thought they were going to die. And that was like, it gave me like, spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen Rogue One. But like, it gave me like, mm. end of Rogue One right. vibes. Because like, they die on the beach like that. And I was like, this so is dark. It. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, Disney has like, ripped my heart out multiple <laughs> times throughout this Way whole. Way too often. Too much. Like, Ben Solo, Rogue One. Are you yeah. kidding me, guys? Like, please mm-hmm. stop killing people. Um. But yeah, like, I, I, I was just, it was great. That like, woman, that was just... I just, oh, that whole conversation is adorable, and it has what I love in, in romantic subplots slash main plots, where there's a moment of contact where I think he, he, he talking about Sylvie, he's yeah. going over all her accomplishments, even as a young person. Mm-hmm. He's like, you nearly took down the TVA as a child, you yeah. know? He's like, you're amazing. Yeah. And it just, you can tell when he said so that. So out of character for so him. So out of character for him. She's never been told that. Right. You can tell. Yeah. And she's like, and then she touches his arm, I, and then they hold hands, I, and then I, that causes the spike because yeah. we cut back to Mobius yeah. and B fifteen. And I and think then, that's so cute because it kind of shows like that's when they developed feelings for each other. Yes. That's when the nexus of that happened. Like, that's when it happened. Oh my! And goodness. on top of all of that, I've always maintained the theory. I don't know if you have this, mm-hmm. but 
in episode five, mm-hmm. at the beginning of episode five, where it's they're in the um in the room where the timekeepers were, and it's right. Ravona and Sylvie. Yeah. And Ravona's like, I, you, I can prune you, or like I can send you into a, me- a loop, yes. of, like a memory that it's a positive memory. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you have any good memories? And Sylvie is kind of muttering. Yeah. She's high high up yeah. in the and maybe it's just actually one in the, or just one. Room, yeah, yeah, just one memory, and I'm. Fully of the belief oh, it's hundred percent. It's that she moment. She proves herself like, to find Loki. She says that like she obviously God, there's so much she does to talk Romeo about. Romeo and Juliet moment yes. where she kills herself. Like yes. I was like, wow. Like, and also when Loki's about to confess her his yes. feelings to in her in the four. Th- let's yeah. just talk about the throne room really yes. quick because like yeah, what like everything about that. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, like this is where my like Raylo heart oh, yes, comes you need out to for go Star Wars because like. Their positioning in like the the fight scene, yeah, a hundred percent matches like Ray and Kylo Ren's positioning for like the throne room in number two of like yeah, Star Wars. Last I don't Jedi. Know. Yeah, it's not the is it the Last Jedi? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, like beautiful. I was like literally <laughs> yes. enemies to lovers, morally gray characters, yeah. like fighting together in times of adversity, and they care about each other, and they're trying to save each other at the same time. Yeah, literally, those are like my favorite scenes ever as a romantic shipper. <laughs> like I have a different kind. Of, yeah, I have a different, different kind preference. of like preference than Jill does. I, I really like the action scenes yeah. where the stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. Again, it's those like split second moments where they decide to like save each other versus saving themselves. That's a good point. Instead yeah. of self preservation, it's like you know sacrifice. So yes. those are my favorite moments, and the throne room was just beautifully executed how yeah. she gives her knife to him yeah. and then like he's like slashing and stuff oh it's just beautiful and then there's that moment where he's gonna confess oh something my gosh. to her can we just like yeah why does disney always have to kill the male love interest at the most inconvenient time they killed ben solo that way yeah. right before right after he like basically they, confesses his yeah love. and then they killed mark's back like mark's yeah yeah morning, right like from moon knight yeah. and steven like i was like excuse me they almost killed druig from yeah. like eternals i yeah. was like disney you stop have to stop trampling on my heart because like i am obviously shipping all these people yes and then you're just like haha just kidding sucks sucks to be sucks to be you yeah. and then they like trample on me but like yeah when they killed loki i was like well I I don't I don't know if I want to keep, keep watching. Like I was just like so heartbroken at that point. Yeah. That was that was it was the it was well that was well written because oh it was gosh. he was like Sylvie I need to tell you something and I I think that he was going to be telling her something along the lines of their nexus event like was or them, you know, fe- them liking each other was their nexus event. Like, uh, I think that's kind of what he was so getting good. at cuz Mobius so had pretty much confirmed that yeah. to him already. Yeah. So he was going to reveal that to her cuz she didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, or he, he was, was just gonna reassure, straight up or, or, give her feelings, yeah, tell her true. feelings. Well, he was gonna say like we can like we'll figure out a way out of this, and she was like, "How do you know?" And he yes, like, I think that's why because because yes. like, there's never been a nexus event like that like before. that that big of one. It doesn't matter because he got pruned. Then he got pruned. Right, I was so upset. Right away. Mark Spector also died in episode four. Of yes, I know. And I was this like, is a weird is symmetry. This is stupid. Please yeah. stop killing people in episode yeah. four because I'm not gonna keep watching if this happens. Yes, but, but thankfully, there's oh my god, there's so much episodes four, three, four, five, and six all have like litany of good moments oh, between dear, the two of them yes. one that i love so good i love in episode five that romeo and juliet moment with sylvie and i love when she finally does get into the void that um she pulls up in the car the pizza I car know. with Loki, and then loki sees them and starts just books it. it books it to her oh, like that was so, so great also good. just like the way he talks about sylvie to like yes, the other to the other variants like, yeah she's different and she needs me yeah. and i was like since when did Loki feel He's needed? like, that's what's great about her when she's, yeah. like, kind of terrifying, actually. Yeah, yeah. no, I, but she's like, and she needs me. And I was like, wow, for once, like, he doesn't feel alone, right? Like, he feels yeah. needed somewhere. And I, I was like, that's so beautiful. Yes. And yeah, like, I love how Sylvie's, 
Like, she obviously likes Loki, but she's, like, a lot more guarded yes, in many ways. Guarded she was like, art. I came here to, like, find Loki. I think he's already gone now with the cloud. And the movie's yeah. like, does it matter? She's like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, she doesn't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah. But Loki's literally just like, I gotta get back. Like, I gotta tell everyone about her. Both of trying to, like, get to each other. Because, like, she prunes herself to find Loki. Loki's trying to get back to, like, find Yes. Zoe. And I think that's, the parallels are great. And, yes, yeah. when he sees her, oof. Oof. So good. So good. <sighs> and then and then the icing on the top is when they sit down with the little blanket. See, this is See, this is this a chill is like, scene. This is what catches chill. I love like the, the quote unquote throne room, but the yes. timekeeper's room yeah. fight and like, mm-hmm. the almost this, confession. This one we got Jill here. God, this scene, I've timed it. It's literally it sounds this doesn't sound like a lot, but it is in the context of a, you know, 40, 45 minute episode. This mm-hmm. is five minutes uninterrupted. Loki and Sylvie just sitting on a hillside chatting mm-hmm. with a little blanket around their shoulders. Oh my god! Mostly talking about them, talking about their Nexus event, you know, skirting around their feelings. Mm-hmm. It's it's so... I'm so appreciative of Marvel giving us these shows mm-hmm. because it gives us time for conversations mm-hmm. like this. We wouldn't have time in a movie, no. even though the movies are longer. No, it would slow down. The yeah. pacing is way off if you yeah. have a five minute conversation about like kind of about feelings oh i know Ugh. so cute and it's it just and it's so good because it also speaks about like the trust between the two loki's that yeah. sort of thing that they address no it's true it's true i, I oh, mean and God. it really kind of it explains Loki's, like character arc where he was yeah. like i've seen what i've done like i'm yes. not the same person yeah. as i was before I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna also a you. smug little smile when he gets the blank around yes. both of them Yes. Adorable, and even even the the whole thing where they're you know Mobius, ah, it's, you know talking about our Nexus event. Yeah. Oh, you know, nice moment, and yeah. like, they're being all <laughs> they're casual so about cute. it. Or it was very like middle to. school, high school yes. kind of feeling, yes. and I was like, this is so adorable. I remember, so, so adorable. I really remember watching um, a YouTube channel that was reacting to this mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. and the guy, one of the guys from it's from Real Rejects, and I remember the guy saying, you know, it seems like everything that they're saying in this conversation, mm-hmm. there's something else that yeah. they're saying. It's just. Seeping, it just like, oozes subtext the, in this the unwritten like what is unwritten yes. not said the unspoken words oh there's so much so in this, this this more than almost well, the anything. chemistry between Tom Hiddleston yeah. and like what's her name Sophia DiMartino yeah. yeah amazing so good Absolutely I'm so grateful for amazing. that moment um, they're both very good looking people for yeah but that's always which, the case which, which they're, TV, they're movie stars yeah yeah Let's but like real. it just it just it's amazing like yeah. I think they did such a good job yes. and then the enchant the enchant the enchantment yes. I've become British now <laughs> enchantment afterwards where they're like holding hands and like trying to make it work oh also really great again yes. those, those, that's, those are my yeah, moments where I'm together. like look they're fighting together and working then, together oh and sure. Loki was about to sacrifice himself because he was like we need like the the uh, like what's his name Elias Elias to yeah. come closer before like he can give us a branch yeah. and he like puts his hand on Sylvie's shoulder and then Sylvie oh, looks yeah. at him and she's like no and he was like yeah, yeah I'm gonna and do he, it and he like runs and I'm yeah. like ah. to distract him ah. yeah it's great there's so oh, much self-sacrifice <sighs> is the name of the game here and I think there's so much of it I'm so glad with this ship too it's a complaint amongst the Marvel shows and with specific with the ships mm-hmm. that we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about which is that they don't they'll kind of forget about the ship for mm-hmm. certain parts of the show oh, but this show does it really well because they separate so, them in so episode well 4 yeah. and then they reunite yeah. them within the first half of episode yeah. 5 which yeah. is perfect like I know that Thor like the Love and Thunder was supposed to be one about like love and like yeah. romantic but I think like I don't know. Loki takes we, his we brother have, takes the cake. I think his on brother wins. On I, I think his brother wins. I like that movie. I think they did it well with the ship. Yeah. But I think Loki the show does it better. Just so well done. Like the yeah. tension and like the ugh, yeah. everything about it was just beautiful. Oh gosh, does Amazing. that take us to episode six? Yeah, then? that takes us to episode six. There's yeah. not as much as an, an episode six. It's just because like this is my complaint it's about episode like six. Three characters like yeah, really running it's around. mostly Jonathan Majors um, just chatting. But like I love like Loki's little hesitation by like when Miss Minutes gives them like that deal to be like you can yeah. be on the timeline and he's like together. Yeah, she was like. 
together. And, like, he hesitates because it kind of takes us back to the conversation that they had when they were snuggled up in that blanket blanket. about, like, maybe we could find out together. Yes. Loki's always the one who initiates this stuff first. You're right. He's always, like, together. He's much more open than her. Can we be together to do all this stuff? And, like... He's more hard on his sleeve than she is. he very much is. Just also weird for him. Simp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All these simpy men. All these simpy men. Um, But, yeah, like, he very much was, like, you know, trying to negotiate with her. And I think he stalled for a minute because he kind of wanted to take that off. Yeah, he's like, that's appealing. Care about like winning like the the battle yeah. and like getting the, the gauntlet. Like no, he didn't yeah. want that. He wanted to rule Sylvie's heart. That's what I decided <laughs> at the end of the day. He doesn't want to rule anything except Sylvie's heart. That's so funny. Um, the next moment that really stands out for me in episode mm-hmm. six is like the fight scene mm-hmm. between him and Sylvie. It's a good fight, especially when like he like blocks her and he's like pleading with her, saying Sylvie. Do you remember that part where he's like yeah. Sylvie and he's like pleading? And I was like, oh boy, mm-hmm. why you gotta be like this? Why you gotta be yeah. such a simple like? It was beautiful, like... Even the the moment... It's the, it's the end of that fight, but when he appears, as she's about to, you know, get her blade about to slice... Right. Well, actually, she says, why don't you just kill me? I like that moment before, because oh. she was like, just fine. And he's like, no. Take your throne and kill me. And he was like, no. Yeah, and then when she like, says no... Oi! Like, that was a good acting choice, I, I will say. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Like, my poor boy. My poor boy. My poor Loki. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. But yeah, like... When he reappears, she could have sliced his head clean off. That's Very the one close. Thing. Sylvie yeah. could have killed him, and and she still could have at the end, like instead of sending him through a portal, she could mm-hmm. have just stabbed him clean through and yeah. then gotten to like he who remains. Yeah. You're but right. she chooses not to. She chooses to send him through another timeline. You that's know, like that's true. an active choice by her. That's a good point. Also, that kiss scene. Can we just like everything about that kiss scene? Just beautiful. Ugh. The music. The music is phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal! It's the same theme that played when they're on Lamentus holding hands at the end of, start oh of episode gosh. four. Oh my god! And it, you hear it in full force. Oh my gosh! And Loki's this. little speech where he's like crying. Yes. Oh my god! What a sin! And, and this is too much. he also just says, "I just want you to be okay." Oh and my like, goodness! <laughs> oh my! And we're just freaking out here, basically. So the funny thing about that moment too is. There's a weird... I don't know what order these episodes are going to be released. Full disclosure. Yeah. We're not sure what's happening there. Podcast magic will make yes. this work. But there's... The writer on episode three of Loki mm-hmm. is Bisha K. Ali, who then went on to be the showrunner for Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she tweeted, you know, just still waiting for someone to put a side-by-side of Loki saying, you know, just want you to be okay with what Bruno says. Oh, yes! Saying, I was going to say! okay, mm-hmm. same sort of idea of, like, I can't leave until I know you're okay. Yeah. Oh, like, she's like, I'm waiting for one of you guys, one of you fans to put a side-by-side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... She ships both of them. Go and go like, and do that. Yes. Go, off you go. That's, but that's for you. I basically, I realized why I liked that moment that mm. Ms. Marvel, which came right. out a year later, mm-hmm. because Loki had already set it up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Fault in Our Stars did it first, or at least oh. in my mind, of Fault using okay with a lot of significance. Oh. Um, but so that great. that moment is, that's such a big thing for John Loki Green. to say. Thank you, John Green, for yes. like, making okay. Like, yeah. Just so charged. Like, oh, what a charged word. God. But yeah, that that is really yeah. He's like, I don't want to throw him, you know. Ugh. I just want you to be okay. Yeah. Well, in there, and then kiss, she kisses him yeah. at that moment. Well, so my reaction to that again, yeah. remember that was kind of sick at that time. <laughs> was the same as like he who remains reaction in the background. If you oh, look yeah. closely, you see his like <laughs> eyes fluttering and like he's getting kind of teary eyed. That was me. Okay, like I was sitting on my couch and just like this was like what seven hours into like watching the Loki. Yeah. I watched it straight through. Yeah. And I was it was like nighttime already, and I was like <laughs> yes, like w- it was totally worth watching all of this. Yes. Like. Yeah. See, this is what's unique about this show more mm. than anything else that Marvel's done with these like six to nine episode limited series. Mm-hmm. They resolved their romantic subplot yeah. slash main plot within the first season. Right. Resolved as in Resol- like, they, I mean, they gave us some big moments like a closure ish, yeah. you know, with like 
Let's see give us a kiss. More potential. But yeah. they, it was clearly building to that. Yeah. And the show did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I distinctly like, remember. Like, thank you, writers. Right? Thank you. There were so many points in the show where I just wanted to be like, like thank, thank you for you this choice. writers for yeah. this choice. For, like... Like, they didn't miss. A lot of times they didn't miss they, for the romantic they subplot. Mi- Loki, for my opinion of Loki, is a little different than you, as we know. Yeah. My well, opinion we care about the storyline more than I do. <laughs> if we're going to talk about the storyline, I think they missed. Yeah. But in terms of the romantic subplot, I think they nailed it. They, they, they and so we miss. can agree on that. Yeah. But yeah, I truly remember cheering when it happened. Oh my when it happened When the kiss happened. And there's a lot of YouTube reactors that also cheer, so it's hilarious. It's what we've been waiting for. And then for your, for like face, your face falls the second she oh, pushes him through the time door. Oh my goodness. But I definitely remember thinking, I was like, you know, at everyone. least he didn't die because I was very concerned that he was going to be dead. Yes. And I was like, well, that is the end of that. You know, at least they're yeah. both still alive. Yeah. He's in some weird different reality now. Or that's what season is like, two is fine, for. Whatever. And like, I'm so glad there's a season yes. two coming. Can you imagine um, if they wasn't? I would be upset. I think, like, I don't think I could make a podcast on it because I would be Yeah, you'd be so like, upset. that's where they left that's it. Like, this is my it's trigger. So this is almost kind of why I can't make a podcast on Star Wars on because, its own, like, yeah. how dare they? Yeah. How dare they? they leave it there? Kill Ben Solo right after the kiss. I was like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. But, like, I think, so, I, again, going back to my love for Loki, I think yeah. a lot of it does parallel kind of like the Raylo mm. relationship where it's like, yeah, like, they both, they start off as mortal enemies. Like, they're not supposed to like yeah. each other. There's, it's taboo. There's just so many things dividing them. But then they find so many similarities and they heal each other through mm-hmm. that relationship. And, like, it's through, like, they fight against each other and with each other a lot in that series. And it's just like, I love those scenes because yeah. like, you can see them growing closer through it. Yeah. And yeah. And then they become, like, allies and they, and then they end up falling in love. And then one of them dies. And I was like, are you kidding me? But yeah, anyway, like, we're getting a repeat. So Loki yeah. gave me the closure that I needed, I think. That's interesting. Because I don't think I ever fully healed from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I think Eternals also helped me give me the closure with them yeah. not killing Druid because that would have been yeah, really, that been real really bad. horrible. Um, I, I think I would have just boycotted the film at that point what? if it happened. <laughs> like, it's, it's funny to me that you're seeing like, this show gives you closure when truly it's it's so open-ended. I know, but it gave me the closure that I needed for Star Wars. And that's all that matters. Like, I'm looking for my own personal healing here, okay? At this point, not even for the character. I don't care about the character. I mean, obviously, I'm happy that, like... No one died. No one significantly died. When they killed Mobius, I was like, "Mm." Yeah, that was bad, because that happened before Loki gets pruned. Yes! Yeah. I was was like, well, hasn't he lost enough? Haven't I lost enough as a viewer? Like, have (laughs) I not suffered enough? And now you gotta kill Loki and Sylvie at the same, like, the same kind of time? Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. It was real bad. The thing, I, I think my perspective on Loki will change... For the better or for the worse, it's I'm kind of a so risky... I'm so scared for season I'm, two. If season two tries to either, like, present a Sylvie variant or someone that doesn't have the same history with Loki or, like, or if Loki... Or, like, some other guy, I would be if very If there's anything upset. that doesn't let them be endgame by the end of season two... They need to be endgame. ...then I'm going to be very upset. I, I would also... why did you spend the whole yeah, first season on that I would be happy then? if they just made another season and then just called it quits after. Like, made I them endgame... I think that is what... And that's it. That's the impression that I... I've always had the understanding, and, like, maybe Tom, Tom Middleton just misspoke at one mm-hmm. point in the press for Loki mm-hmm. season one, but there was some rumor going around that he described, like, a 12 like no. working on 12 episodes okay which would be two seasons okay and I, and I was always I, they claimed that they didn't know about that when they were writing the first season mm. but they left so much open that I'm like you had to know a second season mm. was confirmed because it's bad story writing like bad storytelling if you leave a million things unanswered with no That's plan true. to follow them up I mean, there's a lot of growth available for that. Sylvie's character, so I can see them still ending, ending up being Endgame if there were two more seasons to come. Because, yeah. like, first of all, we've got to reestablish that trusting relationship. Because like, I think that could fill the whole season. I, I think so. But the, and then the third season could be actually 
see them. We, we see them working together. No. But like, I, I think mean, it'll be two. I hope there's just two. I think that'd be We good. ended at that, you yeah. know? They get, and I like, want them to get back together. They need to be endgame. That's the... That, I would be so, so infuriated I mean, if they like, aren't. the writers pleasantly surprised me with, like, this new ship. So, so maybe, like, maybe, maybe they'll continue to... Maybe they can continue to surprise me. Or we'll have trust. another battleship. I don't know. We yeah, will, we'll find we'll out. Because for me, Sylvia and Loki are endgame, and no one can tell me differently. This will be an example of, like, a failure with the romantic subplot side of things if the second season deviates it does not address them at all mm. or barely at all mm. or tries to write them out mm. like their relationship that would out. Be horrible they couldn't there's a nexus event like that's you would think but I've been burned before okay, <laughs> it's I true I have too exactly. obviously I haven't fully healed from a Star Wars wound but, but I that comes out in about you know five six months or so hopefully mm. it, barring delays so ho- we'll find out we'll have our answer all but right. I'm very hopeful that we're getting you know we're gonna get that solved I hope so too I really hope so because it was heartbreaking to go from the high of the kiss to mm-hmm. the shoved through the door oh and bye 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 that was peace real, that was rough yeah it was terrible people were saying online too that oh sophie just like kissed him as a distraction i'm like no no like, sophie, she no. could have done so many other things to distract him exactly she, she could have just shoved him through it in that yeah. moment yeah. i maintain no she because that's also very that cheapens it no significantly don't they dare cheapen this ship yeah it needs to stay but this, yeah. yeah, really the big takeaway for me with this ship is the fact that this was not what you sold me the show on at all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it became again, a main again, thing. Again, like, like the ship in Harry Potter, yeah. just eruption. Yes. And this time it can fly. I'm going to add wings. Okay, so let's, let's go to you. What so, type of ship is this, I mean, Christina? same thing as like the Harry Potter one, the, yeah. the, the crumbs ship. But this time but. it's got wings because it can fly. And I think it does fly. Like, yeah. I think it does everything that a ship could do in like six episodes of a Marvel series. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very satisfied with it. Yeah. I want to see more of it in season two and it'll be very sad if it doesn't show up again yeah. I will boycott that would be really upset <laughs> I, I think for me this is a more definite example of a Trojan horse in yeah. the sense that they there's one thing yeah that's what you're that's what you're buying into it's, and then they know all along that we've actually got the real thing right. on the inside mm-hmm. in this case the, the, we know that our show is centered yeah. around Loki and Sylvie the mm-hmm. writers knew that that's not how they packaged it that's not how they marketed it that's not how they started the first mm-hmm. two episodes and then it's all of a sudden surprise we were pleasantly ambushed by yes. this romantic subplot Yes. And it was beautiful. Yeah. I am very happily ambushed by this. Yes. But anyways, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of yeah, our podcast. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Ships Ahoy was created and produced by Jill and Christina and edited by Christina. Our theme song was composed by my good friend Manu. And because we don't have any sponsors, (laughs) we don't really have anything else to shout out at the end here. We're always open to suggestions on new episodes. So if you have any ideas, give us a shout on Instagram.